Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shoot 360, one of my favorite places in Memphis. I love basketball, so I love being around it. And if you've got somebody in the household that just can't get enough of playing basketball and wants to just get better at it, then this is where you need to take them. They'll love it. They won't want to leave. It's the same technology that Steph, Clay, the Warriors have set up in their facility. They swear by it. We swear by it. You will see an improvement in your game or somebody else's game if you spend time at Shoot360. It's just the way it's going to go. Get out there today. It's the place to be, as John said. You got somebody coming up, loves basketball, loves putting that ball in that hoop. You should send them out to shoot 360. You see how good they can really get when you put foundationally put that jump shot together. Right? And it's such an important time when they're doing that. You don't want your kid putting together that jump shot on his own. Thing going to look fluky out there. Thing going to look like Kyle Anderson. You don't want that happening. Head out to shoot 360. They've got the development coaches, the state-of-the-art training equipment, everything you need. Also, the membership packages that you need. Now, they've been updated but I guarantee you this, they got one to fit every budget. So whatever you need, they're going to hook you up with it. Like we said, it's the place to be. So much so we call it the future of basketball training in Memphis. The future is right now out at Shoot 360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive in Carterville. I was watching a uh, – I just saw this come across my Twitter feed this morning. Um, it was Marcus Spears and Bomati Jones. They were <clears throat> doing a podcast. And Marcus Spears – I kind of found – because we sometimes will – do this ourselves like with local you know athletes like we'll do it with Ja you know but Marcus Spears point was we gotta get to a place where we're not just glossing over the greatness of Patrick Mahomes he singled out Patrick Mahomes they're 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 of course getting ready for a game this weekend they'll kick off uh, the divisional round against the Jags on Saturday at 3.30 and Marcus Spears was like yo Andy Reid had some really, really good teams in Philly. But he didn't win a Super Bowl until he got Patrick Mahomes. And then he goes on to say, and it's a, it's a fair point. He goes, everybody knows that in order to defend the Chiefs, you have to stop Travis Kelsey. But nobody can do that because Mahomes won't let you do that. And then he goes on to say that – there ain't a single number one receiver on this team, but Patrick Mahomes threw fifty touchdowns this year. That's true. He's th- you know, Juju used to be one, right? I mean, he's not on this team. I would say that, but he did mm, used to be one. Like, there, like there's for a, a we had crowned Juju dude at one a, point. He was about a, his second year. We did drink of water. He did have a good. He had one good year. I don't remember um, what year it was, but there was a time. But then he just fell off. I don't but know. I'm with you. The point is the your point is accurate that they don't have. You know, high-level names or guys in those spots. Yeah, he had so Juju in his second year. He oh, had, it was year two. He had 111 catches, 1400 yards, but he just dropped off majorly. That's beast. After that. Yeah, he dropped off pretty quickly after that. Did have a nine touchdown year in 2020, 
but the yardage was not quite there. Anyway, uh, the point is, is that, you know, do we take Patrick Mahomes and his ability for granted a little bit? Do we take Aaron Rodgers and his ability for granted? Well, he's a, a yes or no question. No. Exactly. And here's the deal. As good as Patrick Mahomes is, he still's only won one Super Bowl. So I'm not going to do this year to year to year to year to year like we do, and he's not winning more Super Bowls. You, you, see what I'm saying? I mean, otherwise we're just recreating Aaron Rodgers. Like we, that's what we talk about. And, and listen, it's, it, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Bart Scott today said the, the greatest player in the NFL right now is not Patrick Mahomes. Guess who it is? He says he does things he can't believe when he's on the football field. Guess who it is? He says it's Lamar Jackson. And he says that you could, and, and his point too was that you could reach the ceiling. You, you could see a lot more on Lamar Jackson if they ever put some weapons around him. But back to the point, dude, when he's only got one Super Bowl, we've all said Patrick Mahomes, he's a Ferrari, super talented. Wow, look at the arm angles. Look at everything. Now he can do it without a Tyreek Hill. He can do it with, you know, receivers who aren't names. That's, it's everything we said about Aaron Rodgers. And in the end, you're measured on what? Super Bowls. So I don't need. To, I don't feel like I need to give Patrick Mahomes more credit than I already give him right now. Hell, he's got what John half a billion dollars coming his way yeah. in terms of contract money. I just I, I don't get Spears's point here that oh we should spotlight Patrick Mahomes more, not win well, some more he, Super Bowls. His point is Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP of the league, and, and, and he like, could be that every year. Aaron Rodgers has won it what four times, but he is the MVP of the league, right? I mean, there's no doubt about that. Sure, he is this year. What has he got? Fifty touchdowns? You said. Yes. It, it, he, he's, uh, Spears, I mean, it, Spears it, said 50. It's actually 41. It seems but to it, come from a place like where someone's disrespecting him or we're not talking about him enough. Do you feel that way? Who's out here disrespecting no, Patrick Mahomes? I think it's more so just we just accept. He should win MVP. We accept his greatness, and and and, and that's kind of the end of the, the discussion. He did have his best year ever passing-wise uh, as from a yardage perspective, that kind of shocks me. 5,200 yards this season led the league his best career, uh, best year ever from that perspective. Oh, he's a beast. Don't and get me wrong. He led he led the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So, you know, so I, give him the MVP like well, he deserves. You know, but you're measured ultimately in Super Bowls. Sometimes with these conversations, with these kinds of conversations, it's sort of created by this like red herring, which is this assertion that oh, we're not giving. Somebody out there is not giving Mahomes his due. Um, I think I don't think it's that. I, I think it's just we've become accustomed to what he does. Um, I, I do think there was another point he made, which is probably the the best one, which is we do have an uh, we have ADHD as fans and as media. That okay, Mahomes comes along in 2018, throws 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards as a second year guy. We crown him. That we loved that. It was awesome. But now we're looking for the next one. Now it's like, who's next? Is it going to be uh, – we, we, we did this with Joe, uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. All right, so we get them in. We kind of brush them along. It's like, all right, we're now ready for the next one. Is it Brock Purdy? Is it going to be uh, Bryce Young? Is it? And, and, and that's just the nature of the machine, right? That's just what we do. And it's like Ja and the Grizzlies. The Ja and the Grizzlies, this is a perfect example. They were the story of 2021-2022. Ja started in the All-Star game. His numbers are virtually identical. The team is better, but he's not going to start this year because oh, we're 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 on. We're moving on to you know. Is it going to be Shea? Is it going to be? And I know Luca and Steph are not new, but that's just the point. It's like when you just get to a, a level, people just expect you to stay at that level forever, and they don't. You don't become as hot of a topic. It's like your career. You have been don't deli- do this. You have been delivering don't. at such a high level that. 
You know, no, that's true. We just expect it. We just expect it, and it's not much of a talking point unless you don't deliver. Mm-hmm. You're like the Mahomes of, of Radio in Memphis. Can I tell you something? It's going to seem like Twilight Zone. Guess what Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes won? 54. Live. <laughs> the man won the Live Bowl. Now let him win a little bit more before you and Marcus Spears need to rub him on some, pat him on the butt some more, okay? Right, like, good Lord, this Patrick Mahomes not getting up. We should talk more. Don't take this man, this talent for granted. Well, it is amazing, bro. There is, like, I, I do. I, this, is, this is a credit to Yoda. Jai and Mahomes are the two dudes who I would watch. Oh, I love that analogy. I, yes, that comparison. Like, I always did since uh, Yoda made it. Because he is the Patrick Mahomes of the league. I mean, I think he's because look, Josh Allen is a talent, and I love it, and I and I love him, but he just he cannot do what Mahomes can do just in a vacuum. Mahomes will do some just outrageous things, mm-hmm. you know, like he'll do like behind the back, <laughs> like he really will. He's a magician with the ball. Like it's crazy. We've never seen a we've never seen a quarterback talent like that ever, and who knows if we ever will again. Well, I mean, let me introduce you to this young man named Justin Fields. Man, hell no. Man, shut up. How you how you gonna how you gonna cancel him before we've even had the discussion? Well, we're gonna cancel the Mahomes comparisons. We're gonna end that before you even get started on that runway. It's like that uh Mahomes can't run like Fields. Well, and, and Fields can't throw like Mahomes. No, but we're which gonna, is the title of the description. But we're gonna get him some receivers, and we're gonna see. Doesn't Jalen Hurts throw it a lot better than he used to? He does. Don't you think so? But he's awful against the blitz. Like that's still a part of his game. That oh, has I see. Not, I see. You've been diving into that game. I have. I've been looking at. I still think the Eagles cr- uh, crush the Giants, though. Oh, okay. They cover. I do think they crush. I do think we're probably not. I don't think Brian Dable can out scheme here. Right. That's going to be the issue. It's hard for me to like just forget about the last two years of Daniel Jones' career. It's just you know, and maybe that's foolish. Maybe I should, but I just I I I can't. I can't just look past how bad the Giants have been the last two years. Maybe it is as simple as they needed a good coach, and Joe Judge was awful. Could entirely – Jags, perfect example. I mean, Urban Meyer, this just tells you about how bad Urban Meyer was. No question. <clears throat> you know, But Doug is a good coach. A lot of people think Doug Peterson should have never been fired from in Philadelphia. I'm one of them. Yeah. But if you're out here winning Super Bowls with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz took you there, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a pretty good – Indication it is indeed that you ha- you kind of have a clue of what you're doing. You know Andy Reid's record though when he's uh, when he's got a bye week. No, I mean it's absurd. It's like twenty nine and four. It's pretty good, straight up. Now look, I mean this is this is a playoff scenario. I don't think there's any way the Chiefs lose. I think the only I think it's important they capitalize on these opportunities now when they got the talent that they do have, John, because eventually that 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 cap hit on Mahomes is going to get you to a point. I mean, it's why they couldn't pay Tyreek. Like, there's there's a cap hit on Mahomes that continues to go up. And so just being to, to that point, does it ever become Seattle? No, maybe not necessarily. Maybe you build it better. But you could see a scenario where there's less and less around him as the years go on because that cap number goes up. So that's what I'm saying. Better, best to capitalize now. That, that, that's my whole thing on, on the Chiefs. Been great for a while. Uh, but you're going to have to get more than just, just the one because now that's Aaron's story. It's Green Bay's story is that how have you just won one in this window that's been open for so long? So, uh, for me, that's what it will be measured on. Yeah, so I, I just 
I, I feel like I saw that and I was like, you know, that's that's kind of part of uh, part of this whole whole weekend. I think Mahomes. I just don't see a way he doesn't get past the Jags. It could be a high scoring affair. I mean, I I don't think the Chiefs' defense is 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 elite. Of the four, is that the one you're most looking forward to, or is it Cowboys 49ers, the old traditional one? No, nah, it's the rivalry there. It's it's. I mean, you know, I my, it does feel so old school. My, my like, brother, two years in a row. My brother-in-law is like a huge Jags fan, so he's going to come over and we're going to you know have a good time and and party it up and all that. So that'll be fun. But in terms of like the game, yeah, it's a, it's a throwback. It is a throwback, days, really and I is. and I think it's a I think it's two awesome teams. Line still lines four. Yeah, it's gone up San a little Fran's bit. Favored by gone four. Up, it's gone. It's fluctuated between four and three and a half. Look, I've sort of said my piece on it. We'll have Uncle Phil on on Friday to break everything down and get his get his get his takes. Maybe we can maybe we can nudge a pick out of him. Fewer games, so fewer picks. But maybe we can at least get one for the, for the audience this weekend. Um, I just I I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping these Gators down with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they are a damn good team. I think when you look at their resume and you look at the teams they've beaten. And and yeah, they got some stinkers in there. But what team doesn't have some stinkers this year? I mean, what they did last week was was it was an absolute takedown of the yes, yeah, so a wounded, limping animal. Mm-hmm. But there was no, they left no room for doubt in that game at all. And it was not nearly as close as I mean, that was a thirty-five to fourteen game because the damn kicker missed four extra points. I mean, thirty-five to fourteen is it is definitive. And so, yeah, I think. How much of you feeling them this week, or and you can tell me if it's a small percentage. How much of that is you feeling like, man, I was right on them the whole time, there last week on the Cowboys, and there at the end, well, I, you know, what I'm saying the fact that you yeah. were burned by by not going with what you initially yeah. believed, by not going with yep. your gut. How much how much of this decision well, is rooted in that that I ain't gonna miss it this time? Look, Tom Brady that's, has that's, been that's, that's been, my thing. He's been it. kicking me in the in the in the nuts for five years. Okay. Well, yeah, I got. So I'm just saying the, you, ca- a, you called it on that. You said they Dallas checks this box, this box, this box, this box. Then we get to go time and you switch over. I just want, so you're you're thinking I ain't gonna miss this Dallas train again. I wonder like, if you're applying that to to this game. It's like Joe Burrow not having protection. You know, you're just used to it. You're used to the feeling. I'm used to t- you know. So it's not about that. It's just about that was either genius or real weird or not. It was, was, a combination of the two, man. Combination yeah. of the two. I'm you. I I I I really do. I think everything that I believed going into that game showed itself, and I, it wasn't. It wasn't about the oh, you know, they they destroyed Tampa. Whether they won by a, a touchdown or ten, you know, what was true in that game was true before, which is, bro. I feel stronger about this as as we get closer. Like every day, I feel stronger and stronger about this. They're answering Debo with CD. They're answering um, Ayuk with Gallup. They're answering Kittle with Schultz. They're answering Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell with Tony Pollard and Zeke. Like they can go tit for tat with this team, and they have the advantage whether people want to accept it or not at quarterback. They do, of course, they do. So and and defensively. I don't think the 49ers defense is 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 two grades better than Dallas. I heard stats said they haven't given up a 70-yard rusher all year. Well, they don't have to rush for 70 yards. That's not the way the Cowboys have to win. Oh, Dak going to come out and throw for 50 to 55 well, and that's the way to win? Dak's got to be good. 
I mean, I think you got to have some run game. Well, they're not going to gonna give you that. I mean, that is what. I is, mean, what are we talking about here with Pollard and with Zeke? You're just telling me you take that out. That no, that's you're going to use Pollard in the quick game. You're going to use him as to be explosive in the flats there, and you, he's got to explode. I mean, that's the way it's got to be. Twenty something carries between them last week. All of a sudden, you're abandoning that. You're abandoning that. I just that think plan? It's, I, you're going to put it all in I that think, hands. I think that's the way I, San Francisco is going to game plan. They are going to try to take those two out of it, and if they win this game, it is going to have to be on the back of Dak Prescott. It's true. But I think he's I think he's ready to deliver at least a cover. I think they can he can at least deliver. I mean, you're giving me four points with a team that has beaten the teams they've beaten this year, destroyed Minnesota, beat the Bengals with the backup quarterback uh in week two. I know it was week two, but they beat the Eagles. I know it was Gardner Minshew, but still you had you had to do that, you know? And they did compete in the first game with Cooper Rush. That game was a lot closer than the final score indicated, even after they got down big in that in the in the first half. So look, I, I, I don't like the Cowboys, but I do like what they've built. You know? I think they have a quality football team that is more than capable. It would be it would not be shocking to me at all if Dallas wins this game. It would not shock me because again, another fact that we haven't even mentioned is that Brock Purdy has not seen anything yet. Yeah, I've heard you. You've said it on every show you've been on. I'll say it on every show I'm going to be on here. He's beat no one, as your point. He's beaten nobody, and and he hasn't played a team with a pass rush. And tell us about the the Washington game and how close that was. They were tied at the half, and Dallas stopped, or excuse me, 49ers stopped them twice in the one yard. Not once, but twice. Huge swing. It's like it's a little bit like. All right, well, don't change your mind this time. I'm not going to change my mind because now I feel like I'm arguing with the same guy that was telling me all week last week. Dallas, 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 Dallas. They're the better team. That's yeah. what I'm rolling with. I feel like I'm talking to that guy again. So this time, stick with it. I feel even better about it because the 49ers are getting the majority of the money in the tickets. Mm, so you aren't the square. You're the sharp. The Dallas is the sharp side for sure. Sharps only win 56 percent of the time. Right. It's not a. It's not a 70 to 80 percent of the time thing. And but again, it's better than the other, the alternative, which right, is 44. 40. It would not. It would also not shock me if the 49ers win this game. But I don't think. I don't think they're going to roll Dallas. I don't think they're going to dominate them. I think they can get away. They, Dallas can do the same things against San Francisco that they did against Tampa Bay. It just matter. It, it just comes down to can Dak have time? If Bosa and that front seven gets to him, yeah, it's 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 going to be really hard. But I do think they are exploitable. Dude, Geno Smith exploited them with one receiver last week. DK Metcalf had like 150 yards. It's one dude. It's a different, different animal in Dallas. And think about last year. It was, a, it was, a, it was 23-17. Mm-hmm. Dallas had a chance to go down the field and score a touchdown. They just ran out of time because Mike McCarthy's dumbass managing the clock. Now, he's still doing it. Also another factor. I've been I, as dumb this year. I got more. Dan Quinn is game planning for a head coaching job. If he can find a way to win this game, he is going to be a head coach next season. As the DC, he's had opportunities before, no? Well, yeah, could have left last year. Maybe I'm just saying he's going to be he's going he's well, to be. Which game. one's the one you got to get? Um, I mean, Sean Payton's going to get his pick, so it's yeah. a, it's after whatever Sean Payton. I mean, picks. It, uh, you could go to Indianapolis. That's a good job. There's some pieces there with the run game. Is it working for Ursay? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. He's all buddy buddy with Jeff Saturday. Going to be talking about you behind your back. Yeah, they got some pieces though. I uh, know you're right. Uh, anyway, should be a fun weekend. Uh, we'll have Uncle Phil tomorrow. Tomorrow, how about that? Tomorrow, one twenty-five. Tomorrow's Friday, baby. Yeah. Uh, so should be a uh, should be a fun time. All right, we'll come back. Brian Scalabrini's going to join us. We'll talk NBA with him. The Grizzlies win streak. Celtics Warriors tonight. Stick around. Jason and John, ninety-seven FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst, former Boston Celtic champion, joins us now. Scal, what's up, dog? Long time no speak. You, you know what? It has been. But you know you know what would be glorious? If my Celtics and your Memphis can get to the finals mm. and we can hang out mm. like days mm. on days on end and go to dinner on me, I think you out in Boston, like this thing would be great because the Memphis Grizzlies are playing some good basketball right now. I mean, look. Well, Odyssey ain't going to send us to Boston, are they, John? Yeah, It'll have good. to be when you come that's down a, here. That, that's going to have to be on our dime if we're going to Boston. <laughs> but you know what? You're worth that. In, 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 in an NBA, that's true. In an NBA Finals appearance, is like, how many times is that going to happen? Like, you kind of have to travel with the team when it does. Oh, I mean, you know, obviously when you have a dynamic team, like we have the dynamic star, you have the dynamic star. When you have those guys and then your role players, and I say that, like, you know, tongue-in-cheek, role players can be superstars nowadays, but I, I just really like the way that your guys' team is built. Starting, I, I got it. I, I understand the, the, the power of John Moran and how great he is, but who, what I really like is the way that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been playing lately, the way that Steven Adams in his role, like, you know, your defense is number one since somewhere around December, December 15th or December 23rd, so your defense is off the charts. You're owning the paint. You're rebounding the ball, and then you have – you know, like all the other guys, like the Dylan Brooks of the world, the Desmond Baines making shots. Like, I, I really like the construction of your team. And obviously, you know, the Celtics right now and the way that they are, they just look like a class of their own in the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, as we as we mentioned, are uh, they they are streaking right now, eleven in a row. Um, it, it's it's basically you know, I mean, there are some pieces of it that are uh, different, you know, uh, at the margins, but it's basically the same same guys. It's Ja, it's Jaron, it's Desmond Bain, and you know, they're a year older. What do you make of you know th- this Grizzlies team, what they've done this season, and how real they are? Yeah, I think the only issue and I think we talked about it a lot during last year, was their inability to close out games at times. You, they would make some plays, and you'd be like, man, that's that's not like a championship-level play that you would make. And like the Minnesota series, it was almost like two teams kind of tripping their way forward. Memphis ended up surviving that. But I don't – like so if that's what I saw last year, I saw a little bit of that in regular season, saw a little bit of that in the playoffs – 
I can't say that I see any of that nowadays. Now, it doesn't mean they don't lose close games. Everyone loses close games. But I just think I don't think they beat themselves. I think they get quality looks late. I think they make tough defensive plays. And I think more than anything, and people have to understand this, rebounding and defending late in the game, defending the rim late in the game is so important. And they do that with the best of them. So if anybody were to say, like, do you trust Memphis to, to go to the NBA Finals? The only answer I could give you would be, if I said no, it's only based off of last year. It's nothing that I've seen this year. To me, like that whole growth, whatever they went through last year, and the, you know, a team ready to take another step, they have been that team that's uh, willing to take that, that next step. And you know, I'm watching last night because I wanted to see Darius Garland and Ja go at it. There always is this with the way that job plays and how you know dynamic he is. Like you saw when he went up yesterday and he grabbed his shoulder, I was like, oh my gosh, is the guy going to return it? He does some crazy things out there. That would be the only thing last year they, I think they, they busted the Warriors up and he had, ended up getting hurt and missing a bunch of time and couldn't play in the playoffs. There's, the only way that this team could get, like obviously teams could beat them, but get derailed would be if John Moran gets hurt or some, some keep uh, – guy on their team gets hurt. So that's when people ask you, do you trust Memphis? I say, I trust Memphis, but Jaw has to stay healthy. And I think that these guys are, are primed to make a big time run this year. I, I know you have always loved Dylan Brooks's intensity level, Brian. Do you, you know, he's in a contract year and, and last night you get the whole Dylan Brooks experience. Cause well, he's four of 12 from the field. He's zero of five from three, but he gets the huge block there on Garland at the end. Um, we're hoping, you know, maybe he's sec- maybe at least he's second team all defense. Set that to the side this year. W- when you're going forward, the Grizzlies looking ahead. Do you have to have Dylan Brooks in your mind? I mean, future have years. To, yeah. Yeah, like have to have to probably don't have to, but if you're trying to win it all, I would say yes. If if the Memphis Grizzlies plan is to stay beneath the tax, then maybe you don't. But like I look at him as like a must if you're going to win it because he also, when you talk about your 4 of 12, 0 for 5, he takes the smoke every day. Like, he is all about it. Yes, every sir. single player that's coming in the building, and, and they, the more accolades they come, the more he brings it. So I think you have to have a guy like that to win it all. You know, Draymond Green provides that for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Marcus Smart provides that for the Boston Celtics. I, I do believe that you, if you're thinking about beating – the likes of name a team like you you want to play Denver and you don't want Jamal Murray to go off you mm-hmm. got to have a guy like Dylan Brooks so I'm a half two guy if you're going to win it all but not if you just want to be a relevant team like if you're just happy being going to the Western Conference Finals maybe you go to the finals but it's not like uh, championship or bust then yeah then you can probably he can go someplace else but it seems like when they made that commitment the, to Tyus Jones, that they're saying like, no, this is our team, this is our roster, this is what we're going to do. We're about we're about winning. So if you're about winning, you got to have Dylan Brooks in your team. Uh, I'm with you completely. Do you, do you you know what defensive players of the year look like? You just had one last year, and, and Marcus Smart. And when Williams is in there, I mean, he's that caliber. Does Jaron Jackson Jr. to you? I mean, he's at 3.3 blocks per game, and he'd he'd be among the leader. He'd be the leader, Brian, if he had played enough games. So that's going to happen soon enough. Does that look like defensive player of the year to you this year on the league's number one overall defense? Yeah, I would say that's exactly what it looks like. Combined with being on the best team, right? You have the best defense defense in the league. 
and he's blocking shots, and he's hit, like like Marcus is an unreal on ball defender. He was unreal last year. He's been like just I would say he's okay above average this year. Mm-hmm. Rob Williams has been off the charts for the Celtics this year. Hasn't played in a lot of games, but if 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 you start looking at you know I always I would love for the NBA to create standards. They won't do it, but. You know, you have to play in 70 games for it to be. That would be like 85% of the season. I would love for the NBA to do that, but there's no doubt that his on-court, off-court, when he's healthy compared to when he's out of the lineup, yep. that it, that's exactly what a defensive player of the year looks like. And Memphis will do a good job of putting out the information. The question is just, is he going to play in enough games mm-hmm. to be to, to qualify for something like that? But that is you know, that's a great question, that's, and that's a spot-on description of what a defensive player of the year looks like. You know, you you mentioned it, and I want to kind of explore that a little further. Um, You know, Memphis as a market has never been one that anybody would ever accuse of, you know, wanting to go into the luxury tax. But... I mean, if you look at their owner, Robert Para, I mean, he's the, the dude has so much money, it's ridiculous. Like, he's, uh, I don't know what his net worth is today, but I mean, it's, you know, hundreds of billions, I'm assuming. I mean, the guy is is loaded. Um, so, when you, if you're him, and, and what we, he doesn't talk much, but what we know about him is he loves basketball. If you're him and you see what you have put together, and a guy like Dylan Brooks, who is the spirit of the team and how quickly this has happened, I mean, don't you almost have to be willing to say, Give it a shot. Yeah, like yeah. we'll go on a luxury tax because we think what we have is really freaking special. Yeah, so I think no matter what, no matter where you're at as a team, it doesn't matter if you're on the bottom or on the top. You you have to ask yourself, like, after we sign this guy, could we move him if things start to go sideways? That's that's a question that you have to ask yourself. So like, like you have to so know the makeup of the guy. Like, listen, I don't watch Dylan Brooks as much as you guys do, but. I can't imagine if Dylan Brooks signs a fat contract that he's going to all of a sudden just not you know, be too Hollywood and he's just going to be out there chilling. So I don't really imagine that. So they would have a better feel on that. So if I feel like this is the Dylan Brooks that we're getting, we're paying you for this, he's super competitive, loves to compete, loves to hoop and all that stuff, then you do it because the NBA, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that don't, don't love the hoop, don't want to compete, don't want to do that, don't play to win, don't – you know, have that edge that he plays with. So if if you go out there and you go into the luxury tax, you can always move. If things start going sideways, you can always move a Dylan Brooks. So as long as the contract is, is not unmovable, you do it. And you go into the tax because those are easy adjusts to make. You can go back in the history of the NBA where owners have tried to avoid the luxury tax by not signing a guy in the off season, where well, you can make that move later if you believe in the guy. Use Oklahoma City, for example, with James Harden. They could have signed James Harden to a deal, and they could have pivoted on a lot of different ways. Kicking the can down the road, if you're trying to avoid the luxury tax, is something you can do. But listen, let's say you do that, and then all of a sudden you get to February, and things are great. No problem. I'll pay the luxury tax. You get to February, and things aren't great. No problem. I can move this guy, this guy, and that guy for like, like, at least then get first round picks. Like, you can move them. There's always a way to move guys later if you believe in the player and you believe that he's not going to deviate from the way that he is right now. And remember, this is an owner who paid Chandler Parsons with no physical, you know, eighty, yeah. eighty five million dollars. I saw that story. <clears throat> you know, what that, I'm that story was cold blooded. Yes, man. it was. <laughs> like we the still way Chandler Parsons did that story. 
Like this, I know that he he said the things that no one wants to say, but he just said it out there. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to get paid. I knew I wouldn't be uh, going to be able to play. Oh God, that was so bad. I Brutal. hated that story. Now that's pain. That's pain. We're, we're, we're going to ask you non Grizzlies questions. I know you guys have a big one tonight, but but last thing here, they are they're holding on to Danny Green. It appears um, it may be in the hopes that when he comes back from this ACL, whenever it, it may be, that he can help them. Um, do you think he can? You, you never. I, you know what the whole injury thing and how a guy comes back I have no idea like I that's Kevin Durant came back and was like an MVP of the, C, of the NBA when he came back from an Achilles tendon Clay Thompson last year took a little bit of time he looks really good right now so at his age you would probably say like the odds are probably it's going to be really tough for him to come in and and get up to speed but you just never know like how like how attentive is Danny Green to his body mm-hmm. how hard is he working is he like if like I'll give you an example. Right now, Danilo Gallinari, I see him every day. He's working out. I see him at the hotel. He ain't working out like a guy that's like thinking about next season. He's really trying to get back. Whether he will or not, and can or can't, like that's all to be determined. Because you just have no idea how like each individual guy is going to respond. Like I'll use another one. Like John Wall's just still never been the same. So mm-hmm. I just you just I just don't know when it comes to that type of stuff. But let's just say like Danny Green does get back to the best version of himself for sure. Ten to twelve minutes, he might be able to win you a quarter which could also help you win a series. So there is that possibility if he's back to that level, which no one ever knows how a guy's going to return. Scott, I got one more on Grizz. That's, and this is why I love talking to you, because you've been in those locker rooms. Uh, first off, Steven Adams is perfect for this team. You know it when you watch him, and you, and you could just see it out there. Last night, he wins it with an, you know, a tip back on an offensive rebound. Uh, the rebounding, especially next to Jaron's tremendous. But as a teammate, I'm just you – know, Steven is shooting 34.5% from the free throw line this year. And you saw, and, and I bring it up not, not as a foot, but Pop went to sort of a hack of Steven mode uh, in a game earlier this season where you saw, well, you know, if they do that in the playoffs, they may have to take Steven Adams on the floor. I'm just, I, I say all that to ask you this. If you were a teammate of his, is this just something you completely ignore? Scott, would you go to him and say, man, you want to get a little work in after practice with me? Man, I'm going to be working on free throws. You want to come out? Like, would you approach this or not say a word to him? How do you attack nah. this? Did you have a teammate with a flaw like that? Yeah, I mean, if you look like Steven Adams, I'd probably just keep my words to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. you ever seen him in person? Yes, yes. It's, I mean, it's intimidating. Yeah, he's the nicest guy. He's the nicest guy. But You ain't going to say a word. I'm going. Yeah, but there's ways to do it. Like, like um, so, for instance, don't like if you're not in the bonus, you can't do it, right? No one's going to use the hack of Steven to get it to that point. So, <laughs> Like, it's not like they don't have another option. Brandon Clark's a stud. No, they do. So, yeah. So, like, all right. So, you play him until they hit the double bonus. If it becomes a problem, just take him out. And you shouldn't even feel sad about that. Like, a lot of coaches would say, like, let me tell you, if I'm coaching against Memphis, do I want um, Stephen Adams out there or do I want Jaron Jackson Jr. Brandon Clark? Like, maybe I'm just going to – I'd rather have – maybe I'd rather have uh, Stephen Adams out there. So, when you say, like, the hack of Stephen Adams, I'm not sure that that's – like, a, like, that's keeping Taylor Jenkins up at night. I do think, like, you can still be effective. You can play the start of every quarter. As soon as you get to the bonus, you can come out. That's still a ton of minutes. But I would just say, like, I'm not sure that that's going to be, like, this overwhelming thing unless Jaron Jackson Jr. or Brandon Clark end up not being able to play for mm-hmm. injury. Then it could be a problem. But as, outside of that, I'm not sure that they'll go down that road. 
But, well, I mean, you never know what teams are going to do or teams are in desperate situations and stuff like that. Or if Ja has that, like you can always tell when Ja's about to do something exciting. If they just don't run over to Steven Adams and go wrap him up when Ja's about to like kind of get downhill or get out in transition or something like that. So there, there could be that element of it, but – I'm not sure I'll be losing sleep over that. We're talking to Brian Scalabrini, a Celtics analyst, a former NBA champion here on the show. <clears throat> you guys got a big one tonight. Uh, any reason to think you don't just absolutely squash the Warriors? The Warriors love playing against the Celtics. I, that, this whole thing about the Warriors not like struggling on the road, it comes down to like one thing. Their bench, those young guys, it's, no one ever talks about defensive IQ. They just say defense, yay, this guy block shots, right? It's defensive IQ is is um why the Warriors were so elite last year. I get the shooting, I get all that stuff. And I get the offensive side. I'm not dumb to not recognize that, but defensive IQ is this. Like guy drives to the basket, like his shoulders are just slightly turned, you know, east to west versus north and south. You start to build out to that shooter. Now all of a sudden you could stop rotation, right? Like their, their younger guys are nowhere near the same level of, of Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. Those guys have been communicating, playing off of each other on such a high level for such a long time. It's going to take maybe forever for those other guys to get up to speed. And the Warriors are hoping and praying that those guys will figure it out. Their offense is off the charts. And the young guys, they, like, they score. Like, they can – Kaminga's a great off-ball cutter. But he gets lost defensively on, and this is the big thing in the NBA, when to help and when not to. They're equally important. But everyone like, you got to help the helper. That's not how basketball is played now with the three-point shooting. you got to identify a threat. If that threat is not going to turn the corner and get a basket and I don't have a shot blocker down there, at that point I have to build out to three. They don't do that, so they're constantly in rotation. So I think the Warriors will eventually figure it out. Steve Kerr might just like end up not playing a couple guys, but their de- defensive IQ is, to me, with those particular players, maybe the bottom of the NBA. And if they, if that's the reason why I think they can't win on the road because they don't have that, you know, like the crowd getting behind them and getting those those incredible offensive nights. With the Celtics, schoolers, uh, Brian. You know, we watch them, John and I, from the outside looking in. Wow, they're good again. They can win a title this year. But, but on the inside, is there a difference under Missoula uh, this year? Is there just you know finer details of the difference between him and and Ime at all? Is there one? Uh, you know what the, the the big difference is? Malcolm Brogdon is here. Derek White is playing right. a lot better. Right. Yeah, like those guys are. You know, Joe Mazzulla's doing the same thing, and he's doing, like, things differently. You know, not to say that Ime this year wouldn't have done things differently, like after his first year or whatever it may be. But last year, we turned the ball over left and right. No doubt. We needed another guy off the bench. Malcolm Brogdon has been a stud this year. And on nights where guys are hurt, he plays 28 minutes, he gets downhill, and he has, like, close to 30. On nights where everyone's healthy, Brogdon might get you 10 points that night. So it's like the perfect complimentary player player who just comes in with a professional attitude, goes, does his thing. Ball movement at times has been a lot better. Derek White shot terrible last year yep. when he got traded middle of the season, maybe because he went from being like an on-ball player to an off-ball player. His role has been much better. And, um, and I think defensively, like, Rob Williams were, is picking up where he left off, which was when the Celtics, remember, 
I think they were 18 and 21, mm-hmm. and they turned it around and were the best team in the second half of the season. So that's the Rob Williams that we're getting back right now. So a lot of stuff like that. I, Joe has been fantastic as a coach, just pushing the right buttons, letting the guy figure things out on his own. I think he's becoming better of a coach as the season's going along, just like anybody else. And you take a job, you first got to get your feet underneath uh, you. And I think Joe will continue to improve. So I like our chances. My only concern is the Milwaukee Bucks and, and Chris Middleton when he comes back, because Drew Holiday, I know you guys are NBA fans. That dude's a beast, yes. man. Like I, I is like, I would never want to play against him. And then you add Giannis to that mix. Middleton is back. Like they got Bobby Portis. They got Brooke Lopez. They're, they're a really big, strong, physical team. That's my concern. I know everyone loves Brooklyn and all that stuff. I'm not really like concerned with that team if I was a Celtics. But the Bucks, they're the real deal, in my opinion, when it comes to trying to beat. you got to beat a team four times now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that looks like a tough team to beat four times. And the last thing we got for you, man, just biggest disappointment to you in terms of uh, what you thought maybe this preseason and what you've seen so far in terms of the league and a, and a team. Is there one that stands out for you? I mean, there's a lot. Like, um, Clippers? At times, Miami, Miami. Miami was one. Okay. I thought, like, what was wrong with this group, right? And then the second one would be, like, Chicago Bulls. You know, how long are you going to use this Lonzo Ball thing forever? I, every year, get fooled by Washington. I thought they were going to be a lot better. Uh, I never thought the Lakers were going to be good. Another thing that's disappointing is just NBA players in general, like, discrediting the regular season. That's why I like Memphis. That's why I like uh, Denver. You know, I like like the Celtics because I don't think that – I think they care about the regular season. I think they want – it's not like they're saying, well, we're going to win the regular season – and we're going to play guys hurt just to do it. No, it's like mm-hmm. they're, they're playing the regular season and they're trying to win games and with the long-term approach at heart. But I feel like those other teams are just like, whatever. I don't think they care when they lose. So let's talk about some other side. Like, I love watching Sacramento play. and I, I haven't said that in like 10 years, yeah. right? Like, so I think, I think they're, fun to, they're fun to watch. Um, another one was Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana. Like, those guys are uh, – when he's been hurt and they've been struggling lately, but – there's been some surprises as well. And then don't sleep on. Do not. If you're a league pass, because I was, remember when I was a league pass guy loving Memphis? Yep. My, one of my favorite league pass teams right now, Oklahoma City, the last two months. They have been awesome to watch. And I think that they're going to be trending. They're not doing the Wimbenyama, the Scoot Henderson, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. These guys are, are trending towards being, um, I think, a playoff team and maybe to make some noise in the playoffs. So, a really, really fun league pass team to watch right now. Scout, appreciate your time as always, homie. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, man. Anytime, guys. You guys are my guys all the time. I look forward to these calls. Appreciate Appreciate you, you, bro. He is Brian Scalabrini, uh, Celtics analyst, NBA champ. Uh, One of the best. One of the best for sure. And look, I mean, Celtics, Grizz, NBA championship could happen in the cards. Got to say. I think they're going to hold up their end. Yep. I mean, it's just a matter of the Grizz is holding up theirs. And right now they're doing that. So should be fun. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. But all you do is treat me bad. Break my heart and leave me sad. Where are the best wings in Memphis? They're the wing guru. Y'all know that. We are here to remind. We're just a vessel, Jason. You know that TikTok reviewer Keith Lee? You know Keith Lee? Familiar not to be confused with the former Tiger Keith Lee. No. You got to get up on him. He's like he's like changing the game, changing the food review game. We got to get him to Wing Guru. Oh, okay. They are delicious. My go-to flavors are garlic sriracha. I love the lemon pepper out there. Nashville hot. Whatever you're in the mood for. Whether you like them hot, mild, you like that flavor, it's waiting for you at the Wing Guru. John, how do you not mention the Triple J flavor with the way the Grizzlies are playing, with the way Jaron Jackson's playing? Try that one. I'm a Nashville hot kind of guy. You might find that you're something completely different than John and myself. And that's, you know what, that's okay. Because Billy just wants you to fall in love. You got 21 flavors to choose from. And I tell you what, you're not going to get a better wing in town. That's what we've seen, haven't we? Remember when we used to argue about... Whether other wing places in Memphis were better than the wing guru. <laughs> no more arguing. No. We ain't even talking anymore. It's done. Hands down, he's the best. And when you see Billy Richmond, Hamilton High, number four up in the Raptors, you tell him that Jason and John sent you. Uh, quick congratulations to our friend Bennett Doyle. Yeah. Who has welcomed his second son into the world. Miles. Miles Doyle. I love it. I love the name. How is it spelled with a Y or I? It's, a, uh, it's an I. Okay. An I. Like Miles Simon. Yeah. Now, the, the old, the old, uh, is the old wives' tale that it's harder to go from one to two than it is to go from zero to one? Which order is it? Is it hard to go from zero to one? Zero to one is much harder than one to two. Okay. You've done it before. Oh, okay. That's what they tell you. You're going to learn that. Well, I wish that second one be easy. The, and, the, and the other old adage is that it's fine as long as you're playing man-to-man. But when you start having to play zone. That's what he's got to do now. And I got to tell you, earlier this week, Riley, there were some kids playing in the neighborhood. And there were there were two of them out there. They were out there with their mom. We went, we went outside. And, I, and, that, and that adage hit me like a ton of bricks. Because one of the kids was falling off the bike. Yeah, they just run over you. One of the one of the kids was uh, sad that you know they didn't have this, that, and the other. And Riley's just like, you know, she doesn't know what to do. So that was like, okay, yeah, two and three. That two three zone ain't playing, bro. Careful out there. Enjoy your hair now. You will lose it later. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks to Brian Scalabrini for joining us on the show today, and thanks to Drew Hill, Gina, and Jeffrey. Up next, don't miss it for Jason and John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.